Hello, horrific retro movie lovers. Welcome back to the 1980s movie graveyard. The horror-thon is just continues to rolling along. It's not quite time yet for the big giveaway, because we're not doing part three tonight. We're doing part two of this miraculous, amazing slasher franchise. Corey G., how are you doing tonight on this scary, spooky evening? I'm good. I want to tell the fans I'm back. My knees are good. Walked about three, four miles. A lot of people asking if I was sick, if something happened to me. Listening to an inferior product without Corey G. So I promise you I'm on back now. Everything's good. I'm healthy. I feel good. You've been, you've been spending too much time at them gyms trying to get those wrestling autographs. You need to get, I have. You, you need know, to get back then, into the 80s. And then we got some the Phenomenal Pipe Bomb podcast. Mm-hmm. Got three That's episodes already. By the time this airs, probably four. Yeah, it's probably going to be in every other week. It's just, it's, at first we kind of thought, okay, we should probably try to do a quick one every week because you got to be topical. But sadly, being the world of wrestling is basically the same thing week after week. It's, mm-hmm. it's not necessary. No, I liked it. Uh, you guys are going topical at first, but I liked it when you guys got off the path a little bit, start dipping into the past, and start doing an in depth retrospective of the career of Tony Schiavone. Tony and Duffy Rove, baby. That's right. That's when WCW fucking fell. That's right. I went to an NXT show last night. Yeah, and it was great. It was great, wasn't it? Because it's a WWE product. That was the worst thing I've ever been to. I have been to fucking shows in bars that are better than that. We fucking walked out. (laughs) Have you seen better film on teeth? (laughs) I have seen better film on teeth, yes. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll talk. I'm sure we'll talk about wrestling because uh, you know we always do that segment. If we re, if they remade this movie now, who would play who? And I think we'll probably have some uh, wrestlers suggestions who could be playing the title role in this movie tonight. Oh, so, definitely. Yeah, tonight we're talking about not the first movie in the franchise of Halloween, but the first movie of the franchise in the '80s of Halloween. That's right. We're talking about. The I would say the one, the only, but it's really the two and the two because it's even this film's been remade already. That's right. We're talking about Halloween Dose. Welcome to the 1980s movie Graveyard, the show that lets forgotten movies have one last chance to shine. Now sit back and relax. Enjoy the show. One of the worst remakes I've ever seen, to be honest with you. Well, it was, yeah, it was a weird remake because they really only remade in, in Rob Zombie's H2. They really remade like the whole movie in like the first five minutes. <laughs> Remember that? Well, and what's really funny is is John Carpenter openly didn't want to do this one that we're about no. to watch. He did not, and Rob Zombie didn't want to do part two to his either. Yeah. So it's like both of them tried to fuck it up. Exactly, literally. All right, let's go ahead and get this disc rolling. We are rolling off of the Blu-rays. A lot of you guys might also have the DVDs. Uh, Just about every release of this, because this was made by Universal, is going to open up with the Universal opening credits, and it kind of fades up. It has that little globe. We have it paused on my Blu-ray. It's the nine-second mark. On the other DVDs, it might be a little whatever, but it's the screen that says Universal and MCA Company. That's where we have it. Pause that. I'm going to get this started now. I'm going to say one, two, three, go. And when you hear me say go, hit play. 
on your DVD or Blu-ray players, or maybe your mouse if you're a computer movie watcher. I don't know. I unpaused it. One, two, three, go. All right. All I, right. I got fat fingered there for a minute. Sorry to rush you, fans. You it's okay. I had my lucky. I had my remote in my hand already. Haddonfield, Illinois. That's right. A full disclosure, fans. After repeated viewings of this, you know. Because for a while, I mean, you know, I was one of the people that would watch Halloween movies every year. Mm-hmm. This movie, I just don't like it that much. <laughs> See, I owned this movie on VHS. I bought it on VHS in the late 90s, early 2000s. I was trying to collect the Halloween movies. And um, I really didn't like this movie for a long time. I thought it was too slow. I'm going to do it about face on you, cousin. Okay, this movie I watched it the other night. And I'll pinpoint it when we get to it, but there's really just one scene in this movie, one sequence, I should say, where a certain character gets killed that really bogs the movie down. And I think if you took this eight or nine minute sequence out of the movie, the movie would actually go good. Because I actually like how it opens up. I think the only thing... No, I think this is shitty opening because they're showing they're too cheap to afford new footage. They're fucking showing you ten minutes of an old movie. Yeah, but don't you think they kind of stole this from the um, Friday the 13th franchise? Friday the 13th, oh yeah. Because I, I this could... one, this one is more of a slasher, but right. and see, but here's my complaint: it's a fucking slasher. We're like, what? Two people get killed? Well, yeah, we'll, we'll dive into that as the scenes come up. But like, they actually had to, re- you know, originally this movie was shot by because John Carver didn't want to direct it anymore, but he did write it just to get some money off the deal. The reason he actually went forward with this sequel was he felt like he, you know his contract he signed on the first movie that grossed a ton of money he didn't get properly paid so he's like oh I'll do this sequel just or whatever so he wrote it and he actually admits he he had nothing to write so like he couldn't think of a story so he started drinking a lot of beer and just writing whatever just to kind of get it done and now in today's terms fans that would make you a sellout right. but because it's John Carpenter oh you're beloved you know even movies like The Ward are great Oh, I like the war. Don't pick on the war. How the hell did you like that? I mean, Amber Heard's a hot lunatic, but still. I thought it was pretty original. For what the story were you eating was. soup? No, I had a I had pause because I was coughing from drinking water. Oh, I got Sorry. you. I was what kind of water are you coffee. drinking tonight? Well, I got a bottle of regular water, and then I got a, a little tiny bottle of original New York seltzer raspberry soda. Oh, that, I bought some of that today at the store. Nice. Oh, that's some tasty stuff. I just don't like how it's such small little bottles. I got to drink like five of them. But you know what? I thought, oh, these are so tiny. If you look at it, like the ounces, it's only two ounces less than the actual can of soda. Well, it is a little fatter, but I still got to drink a bunch of them in succession. I got raspberry, but I got my... uh I got my Canada Dry, my 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 normal one. You got to watch out with the New York Seltzer, though, cousin, because it is a soda with a lot of sugar in it. It's not like what we usually drink, sparkling waters, which have zero calories and zero dimes. That's right. That's my shout out to Enzo Mori, who, if I was going to remake this movie, mm-hmm. we'll get into this part. I would have Cass play Michael Myers. See, this, okay, we'll get into it a little more, and I'll point out kind of why I think he would better be a better choice, but uh, 
I think this Michael Myers reminds me of this version of him because it's a different actor playing him than part one. Yeah, I, I met him. Nice Dick Warlock, a uh, stuntman, basically. Nice yeah. man. The, the way this Michael Myers moves around reminds me more of Al Snow. I, I would get him to do the remake. Ooh. Yeah. That's pretty good. It is pretty good. You know who, you know who, I already know who played the Jamie Lee Curtis part? Hmm. Dana Brooke. No. Dana Brooke, mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis is Laurie Strode character needs to be wholesome. You know who I would get to play the the Jamie Lee Curtis part? Is, oh God, uh, don't say it, Bailey. <laughs> She's already playing Freddy Krueger's stand. No, you're so foolish, Leatherface. All right, so we're hitting the opening credits now, which I think is one of the better parts of the movie. But we pretty much had the opening recreated with stock footage from part one, with just I was going to say what recreated. Yeah, we showed that. Um, you know, he didn't um, actually die. But there was a new part there where uh, drunk Donald Pleasance yelled at the neighbor who came out to see what was going on. Who would you have played the Donald Pleasance part? Donald Pleasance, I'm going you know. Like, I think I know who, but I'm, I want you to go first. All right. If I would get the Donald Pleasance part, I think I'd have to go with Zeb Coulter. <laughs> oh, I would go Bray Wyatt. Really? See, he's more yeah. of the crazy or, guy. Or Mick Foley, depending on how I wanted to do it. <laughs> depending, depending on how slob, slobbingly you would want Dr. Rumors to be. But, but I've said it a hundred times. I thought Malcolm McDowell and the Rob Zombie one was a far superior Dr. Loomis than Donald Pleasance. Yeah, and what's funny is I guess he thought that too because, um, you know, instead of just kind of doing the role – cashing the paycheck and walking away he's really proud of that role he, uh, Malcolm McDowell uh, even though he's to the public he's more known for Clockboard and she actually started up his own Twitter and what did he name his Twitter account Corey? The Real Loomis yeah at Real Loomis hashtag him damn that. right hashtag that shit cause he is the better Loomis this fucking fat ferret dude it, it's all his fault yeah he kinda did have it all take place or whatever let go I like how, even though Michael Myers broke out of the asylum in part one, everybody in the town blames Loomis. Well, he stole Loomis's car. Yeah. Okay, here's the cool part of the opening credits where the jack-o'-lantern splits open. There's a skull inside. I always loved this part. I do like that, yeah. The cinematography on this movie is great. I, I won't knock that. The no. score, all the Carpenter scores are good no matter what he does. But, no, he's... He... The movie looks, aesthetically, it looks great. It's just, right. um, like I said, I always really liked it because it's it's truly more of the slasher of the two, but repeated viewings have shown me that it's really slow. And that hospital, I'm surprised it's still open. They, they, they don't have a lot of business there. <laughs> it's slow. It's like, a, you remember how Assault on Precinct 13 was about a uh, police station shutting down? This is the hospital on the last night before it shuts down. <laughs> And, and don't forget, remember in, in that fantastic movie, Today You Die, with Steven Seagal, mm-hmm. he had to help that or that hospital for sick kids that was going out of business. Because right. it had the sign that said, going out of business. I mean, Speaking of which, if you want to hear some of that stuff, we got a Patreon page. Yeah, hit on the Patreon. You'll get access to a bunch of old stuff from the vault. Never, well, I won't say never heard before, but hasn't been heard in years. Go on to patreon.com slash 1980s movie graveyard. You're going to, you know, if you do a monthly pledge of $2, not only are you going to help us keep doing the show that you're listening to right now going, but you're going to get access to some 
great stuff from the vault, some brand new bonus content, and uh, maybe even some videos. We'll see. And it's only two dollars, you know. Two dollars. That's not even a, if you want to feed a homeless person, mm -hmm. they want you to give them like a buck, ten dollars, yeah, or a dollar a day. They want a yeah. dollar a day. We're asking we want, for seven here, cents. We're asking for seven cents. Exactly. So if you want to pledge to a charity. You know that we're good people. How do you know we're not drunks asking for money? Yeah. Because, you know, we're doing the podcast. That's our vouch. You know, that validates us right there. Yeah. So patreon.com slash 1980s movie graveyard. Help us stay in business. Help us grow our show. Help us advertise the show. We really appreciate it. All right, back to the movie now. I think this is actually the best part of the movie where for about five minutes here, we just get the point of view shot of Michael Myers walking around the town, seeing that, like, he knows now that the cops are all after him, whereas part one, it seemed like none of the cops believed he was really killing anybody for some reason. No, and here's where he goes to make himself a sandwich. Mm hmm But uh, instead of mayonnaise, he uses his own blood on the sandwich. Yeah, he's kind of nasty, but... Uh... Well, now, if, if you're listening to the news and they're breaking in talking about a escape killer, yeah. why are your doors not locked? Yeah, everybody just wanted to uh, have, like, their screen door open <laughs> in this mm -hmm. town. Okay, it's Halloween night. Even if there wasn't a Michael Myers, like, you, you got to be a little more careful than that, right? I keep my shit locked. I have a security system, you know, but I was decorating for Halloween today. Really? Already? Wow. It's been about four hours. We're not even halfway done. We won't put like the animatronics and stuff. I don't put that shit out till the night of, really? and then they go, they get put away yeah. that same night. Because you don't want to have those stolen. No, but I'll give you a tip, fans. This ain't even Patreon. Take a toilet paper roll mm. and cut like eyes in it. Oh yeah. And then tape a glow stick in it, wow. and then stick it in bushes. It's actually really fucking creepy. You really want to do it creepy. Go down to your neighbor's house and stick it in their bushes. Then they really have a panic attack when they come home. They see something. And then if, you, if you're a younger fan, you can even add on to that project by going to your mom's drawer and finding her wiggle stick and attaching that, throw that in the bush. So then they see the, the eyes glowing in a bush that's rattling. Mm, uh, yeah, the bush they'll, is moving. They'll, yeah, they'll be terrified then. All right, this is, I believe, I guess this is a good time to get into it, but there was, you know, Rick Rosenthal, I believe is the gentleman's name, who directed this movie, and he was told, listen, the type of sequel this is, we're incorporating stock footage from the first movie, you know, it, like, they almost tried to pull, like, what Warner Brothers pulled with Superman 1 and 2, didn't they, <laughs> I think I don't think there was anything ever more blatant than Superman too. <laughs> yeah. But like we're going to reuse like as much footage as we can from part one, but then we got to shoot some new footage. But that new footage has to look like it's part one because it's supposed to be the same night. It's supposed to literally pick up like not even seconds after part one ends, but it picks up with part of part one and going on. So like. They say, okay, so, you know, the movie's got a match. They got the same cinematographer, legendary Dean Cundy. He's awesome. He made the movie look a lot like part one. But, uh, you know, it has to be that level of suspense. Unfortunately, like, all the slashers came out actually showing more on-screen gore. So then, because the studio wasn't happy that it wasn't, I guess, you know, more like a regular Friday the 13th movie or something like that that was out at the time, John Carpenter had to go back and shoot all these extra deaths. And I'm pretty sure... 
I've I've watched this movie and commentaries and shit, but I'm pretty sure this is like one of the first scenes that they shot because like this girl gets killed. Where Corey, you remember the first movie? Everybody who got killed was like a main character of the entire movie. Oh yeah, this girl. They just show that she's like you have no clue who she is. She's just talking on the phone, and then Michael Myers walks into her house for no reason to kill her. <laughs> and what makes no sense because he just got a knife from an elderly couple. Yeah, he didn't stick them. No. It's like he only wants to kill young sluts or something. And, the, and that's this, that. All them slashers always take care of them young sluts. Yeah, and then and then this girl was on the phone. Her friend was saying, "Turn on the radio. There's a killer." And she's like, "I can hear the sirens. They're right down the street. People are getting killed right down the street." She turns around. The front door is completely open. What does she do? She starts walking towards it. No, the front door is open, and the killer just walked through it. Run out the back. <laughs> what did you? Now, there's a question. What do you think the role of Donald Pleasance would have been like had it been portrayed by Dean Ambrose? Oh, that would have been great. Because, like, first of all, he would have been, like, living out of an old van if it was Dean Ambrose. Yes. Or Dean Ambrose looks like he lives out of an old van. Yeah. I thought he did, but he, he actually lives out of a pickup truck. I saw him draw, drive away after the show. So he's in a pickup truck. Not much leg room, not nothing. So you know he's sleeping all cramped or sleeping in the bed, best case scenario. And uh, yeah, he's he's disheveled. Dean, Dean Ambrose never—he actually would be a good choice for Loomis because he has that look like he's uh, too obsessed with a crime to uh, comb his hair. <laughs> yep, he does. I think it's nice that the shield is still competes. You know, see who has the wettest hair. Exactly. I would say Roman's winning that contest, though. Yeah, yeah, because Seth is kind of drying out a little bit now that he's going to be a face. Yeah. Speaking of uh, hair, we should uh, mention this is the first quote-unquote new scene shot for this film with Jamie Lee Curtis. And you can notice in her face she looks a bit different than she did in part one. But also she had cut her hair much shorter than part one and she didn't, I guess, didn't have the right color. So Jamie Lee Curtis wears the most awful wig in this movie. <laughs> you can see it. So one of my complaints with the movie is, now that could be the Miz because in the Marine movies, you know, he's a, a, an EMT. But uh, my, one of my complaints about Jamie Lee Curtis was so awesome in this movie. It's like Jamie Lee Curtis ain't in half of this movie. She just seems to disappear. Yeah, it's really, for a long time, and and we'll, we'll get into it as the scenes pop up. But when that's one of my main problems is when they're focusing on these other characters, like you know, that's when it it gets you know. We got to talk about this right here though, cousin. This is like remember this urban myth from when we were kids about candy apples and razor blades and candy and shit. Yeah, all bullshit. Yeah, like they always try to say like if you go, if somebody gives you a candy apple, it's going to have a razor blade hidden in it. Or hey, Remember you could actually go to a fucking hospital and get your candy x-ray? You, you, candy x-ray. you still can around here. Sometimes they do the gimmicks where like if you trick-or-treat at the mall, yeah, they'll have that set up. You get everything x-ray. It's like, so the mall does not trust their stores. Yeah. But, like, when you get the x-ray, they put that, like, vest on you and shit. Like, they ain't putting a vest on the candy, so aren't you eating radioactive candy after that? Like, <laughs> I take my chance with the razor blade, really. No, the dumbest was last year when they were warning people, if you get any of these candy, throw it away right away. People would give it out. It was the marijuana candy. Let oh. me tell you what. Ain't nobody buying that and giving it away. No. I, I, I haven't gotten one of those... Uh, are you talking about the the Mary Jane brand or just like, you know, like because remember there's all that fake one like the, yeah, like not the Mary Jane, but they make stuff like 
instead of Skittles, it's like Kittles and all that, oh. and they have bongs on them and shit. They really do. You but, know how much it would cost you to go to the marijuana dispensary and then hand that out all night? Well, thank you. If I went to the marijuana dispensary and got some of that, why the fuck would I give it to Baby Junior Son of a Bitch? It's a joke. Exactly. And you ain't going to be around when he's tripping balls, so what's the point? Well, and, you know, don't take open pieces of cake from someone. That's common sense. But most of the people nowadays are too fucking cheap to hand out candy. But, two, yeah. you know, why would you go to strangers' houses? Exactly. Well, let's focus on... Are you handing out candy this year? Oh, yeah. I hand out candy. Okay, good but, man. But nobody comes, though. That's a problem. <laughs> Like, like I would, I would actually love to hand out a lot more than I even do because you know I grew up with Halloween. I trick or treat it, I think every year till I was about mm, maybe fifteen. So I mean, I I love. I want to say I was thirteen, fourteen, yeah. Yeah. But you know, but nobody comes. Like I like usually we buy five bags of candy, and I and like I usually give the kids like two, three pieces each, and I still only go through like two bags. (laughs) See, my life. I take Christian, and then we come home in the last bit. You know, he he likes to hand out. But uh, Jamie, we have the big cauldron, and she buys a bunch of candy. Now, she puts all the good candy on the bottom and all the shit candy on top. See, that's her strategy. But if the kid is wearing, like, a really cool costume or something, or it's mm-hmm. a cute kid, they get, like, 20, 30 pieces of candy. Because, oh, yeah. yeah, like, last, last year we had, like, maybe 20 people total. I it was like Valentine's Day. I had to throw away that rest of that shit to get ready Damn. for the new candy. Yeah, if you come to my door in sweatpants and a t-shirt, you're getting like two pieces of candy. If you got an awesome costume, like I, I'm picking, I'm going to grab a complete handful and throw it in there. Yeah, the better the cost. Now, who gave this old fat fuck a gun? <laughs> he bought it. Well, you got to understand, this day, is there, like, you didn't have to fill out no papers to get a gun, right? Like You could just like go anywhere and buy a gun. Yeah, because I could see the average shrink needing to carry around a six-shooter. No, we're still kind of in the part here of the movie where it's like dealing with the direct aftermath of part one. And I think this was the best part of the movie. And, like, uh, you know, when you watch part one, it's so good because, like, by the time the people start getting killed, like, you would know who they are. You know their names. You know what their personality is like. I thought they could have done a better job. Like, you know how those EMT guys, especially because the one guy ends up kind of being, like, the secondary main character... I thought, like, they should have shown a scene of, like, those guys driving to go pick up Jamie Lee Curtis or something. Just so, like, okay, now that we see they're coming into the story. Now we know who we are, who they are. But, like, the first time you see them, they're just wheeling her out. They like, they don't even show those guys' faces at first. It's so generic. Oh, and then here he's... They get, now, here's... Now, I would have focused more on Loomis and the sheriff, like, a little bit together. Now, listen to me here. If they were going to have a little bit more of them together, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's like buddy cops. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm looking at Gallows and Anderson. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about how crazy Loomis is. I want to talk about how that van blew up by just getting hit once. Yeah. Well, they see <laughs> this kid in the Myers mask, but, like, it's not even like the Myers mask. It's like a blonde-headed Myers, and he's holding a bag of candy. Why would he think Michael Myers, who he's seen him that night, he should, A, he should know... Like, the, that ain't exactly the mask, really. But B, he should, like, why would Michael Myers be walking around a bag? Why is he carrying candy? candy? Yeah. yeah. And not only that, but, like, you're shooting this motherfucker, like, six times, and he's still walking towards you. This kid's, like, he's trying to run across the street just because you said, hey, stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he's he's not that smart. 
Now, if I was these cops, I'd have pinned it all on him. Oh, I, I think if this movie happened in quote-unquote, you know, the real world type thing, I think Loomis would have, after this night of running around causing all this shit, you know, would have fucking... And Loomis, he, it seemed like he almost, he wanted that to be Myers who burned up, got run over and burned up, but he kind of knew deep down, right? He knew he fucked up. Well, and the other thing, too, another reason I really hate Donald Pleasance is his fucking old ass died, and that kind of blew the franchise. Yeah. But... Because you know how he died in real life, so he couldn't make any more movies? See, they fucked up when they brought him back for part four. They should have kept him dead. Because he dies at the end of this movie, too. He's in a room that blows up. Yeah. Well, I w- well six... You you got your... Finally, you got your six of the producer cut, right? No, that's the only one in the franchise I don't have. I still got to order it. I was going to say, you don't want to spend that whole $5. <laughs> it's not that I... I'll be honest with you. It's not that I don't want to spend it. It kind of... I kind of just... I don't know. Like... Have you ever I, seen I The for, Producers? No, I haven't. See, I don't think it's that good. Yeah. I... And that's the problem is... I mean, I will buy it just to complete my collection. It's the only Halloween movie I don't own. I own the theatrical cut of Part 6 on Blu-ray. But... Um, and I like it. So I'm not, like, dying to get the producer's cut, but I will eventually before it goes out of print. The producer's cut, like, had they kept going, I would have liked it better because I liked how, you know, because 4 is, like we've said, kind of an action movie there, you know, and this mass dude breaks him out of the clink and everything, but why you'd have him been sitting in a jail, I don't know. But, (laughs) you know, what I liked was um, this was one of the only horror movies at the time to really be doing. They were trying something. They were trying to continuity. Yeah. Friday Thirteenth, the guy just came to life every fucking episode. There was really no continuation. See, yeah, I agree with you. Like, even though it wasn't setting up the best story, like at least they were doing it. So, like, you know, like Paul Rudd in Part Six, he could have come back and done Part Seven and Eight, and then got killed off. Like, they're at least setting up the continuity of like, you know, these characters might like not last for ten films, but they'll at least be around for a little bit. Like, there, there's nothing that feels cheaper than when like they make a sequel to a horror movie and like i understand like sometimes they make sequels like 20 years later but when you make a sequel two years after the last part and you couldn't even get one single actor to come back it makes you look cheap you know what i mean see i personally am not one of the people that was a fan of h2o i don't know where you are on there but i was not a fan i really 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 do not like it i'll be honest with you okay see the guy in the blue hat playing like the the gopher for the reporter that's actually dana carvey and you, you can't even tell because his face is so out of focus. But that was his big break in show business was walking by the camera and fucking hollering to him. Probably his best life. work. Yeah. Actually, I really I really like The Master of Disguise. I actually haven't seen that all the way through. I've only seen pieces on cable. I liked them on I SNL. I have it on DVD. Wow. I'm not an SNL guy. I am, unfortunately. Because I, I say unfortunately, this show's like, now what do you think about this scene? I think there's a good scene when the sheriff, like, he pulls the, the blanket off his dead daughter's, like, body. It's a pretty good dramatic scene. It's a good dramatic scene, but why didn't he vow revenge? Yeah, he he just says he wants to go home. <laughs> like, I would be, like, grabbing more shotguns, more Oh, I, yeah, I'd be, I'd be getting every weapon from the, the precinct. Yeah. I'd be killing everybody in a mask. Yeah. Pinning it on the Loomis' fat ass. And you know what? It's kind of a blown opportunity because in part four, they could have got this guy back. It was, like, they made part four only seven years after this. He could have came back and still been the sheriff. 
part four, like I don't consider three part of the franchise. Three, we all know, is my favorite horror movie, but I like Halloween four, which we covered last year, a lot. Like yeah, more really than most good. people do. It it's is really a fantastic good. movie. I mean, because I'm a big mark for the um, like the really old like really well done photography and this movie actually looks a lot better than part four does but in terms of as a movie you know and like we said not counting part three exactly uh i think part four is the best sequel in the series don't you oh hands down yeah i don't hate part five though like everybody else i just i just don't like it and uh, i'll be more than happy to do it next halloween or some other halloween but because i have the blu-ray now it just, it seems really unfocused. Like they don't have really any recurring characters. Well, they do kill off the recurring characters they do have, and then it just seems like Myers is just kind of driving around. Like he just goes to a party. It's just I don't know. It didn't seem very epic the way these movies did. He's practicing his driving skills. He was in a, a coma <laughs> for a while. Yeah, so. he was. Okay, here we have Dick Warlock who plays Michael Myers. His son is like walking around the town with a boombox, and you see this kid walking in and out of the background. And like we just get like a random conversation of some ladies talking. It turns out one of them is a nurse who's going to go to the hospital. But I felt like this little scene, they're kind of like trying to recreate the girls walking around talking in the first movie. Yeah. But you got you to gotta admit, though, this is a pretty awesome town for... I mean, it sucks that Michael Myers ruined the tradition, but this is an awesome town for Halloween because, like, people are still walking around costumes. This trick-or-treating has been going on for about 10 hours already. No shit. It, it, it's got to be 1 in the morning by now. <laughs> exactly. Because, like, didn't you always think that, like, you know, by the time Jamie Lee Curtis had her uh, showdown with the shape at the end of part one, didn't you always kind of figure that was around 11 o'clock at night or something? Yeah, yes, yeah, time between 10 and 11, yeah. Because her friends had, like, it had been, first of all, it had been night for hours and hours. Um, her friends had, like, partied, drank, had sex for hours in, like, the, 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 the house across the street. Like, it's just weird how long the trick-or-treating goes on in this. Okay, Shoot here we the go. music? Yeah. All of a sudden, the, the kid with the boombox bumps into Michael Myers, which is actually his father. See, like, look, like, look at this, how festive this this town was. Did you see there was a pumpkin just sitting on the curb? Any other town, yeah. that pumpkin would be smashed to pieces by now. I'm like one of the only houses in my neighborhood that decorates. Yeah, this is a really festive. See, everybody's still trick-or-treating. Even though there's a killer on the loose. Yeah, and I do know this scene, even though it's, uh, you know, really just a... The whole point is just for Myers to hear, like, those nurses talking that, you know, Lori was at the hospital. That's the whole point of the scene. But, you know, he kind of walks off. But uh, this was actually, I know for a fact, it was one of the scenes directed by John Carpenter. Just to try to give it more of the field original, I guess. Carpenter, I, I, where are you at with Carpenter? Are you a mark for him? Can, let me rephrase that, because he made, he made really good movies. But right. Can he do no wrong to you, or does he make some shit? No, I mean, he's, I would say, because I know, like, you you know, it's real popular, it's real trendy to be, like, the ward is shit. Like, to me, the ward is, it, his, shit. is his retirement movie. The movie that, like, I was, I won't say I was, like, super excited for, but the movie that, like, I remember going to see at the theater and being really disappointed when, or just not Ghost liking Ghost of Mars. Him. No, I, I like Ghost of Mars because it's a sci-fi remake. So fucking Memoirs of a Visible Man is the Carpenter movie. I oh, that's a shit movie. I that hate movie that sucks. movie. 
And, and supposedly Chevy Chase ruined it because like he wouldn't do shit. He was so lazy. And everybody knows yeah, Chevy Chase is an asshole. Yeah, that movie was just shitty. Okay, Carpenter should have Carpenter should have ended with the cigarette burns that he did for Masters of Horror because that was just awesome. It was good. His second one was awful though. What was the second one? It was about an abortion clinic. And it was boring. Oh, that god, oh, god, that was, was bad. Too. Yes. Okay, now, cousin, here is, okay, you take this character, you take this part of the movie out, I cannot stand this fat security guard at the hospital, who, like, really has no purpose other than be just a cheap, quick victim for Michael Myers. Fucking, this guy, look, he's fucking reading a fucking phone book, it looks like, and he's fucking, (laughs) Michael Myers is just walking by on all the camera, you know, he's walking by all the cameras in the hospital. You don't notice there's a killer, a mass killer, walking around all your ground hospital grounds and shit. You know who could play that part in the remake? Who would you get? The Honky Tonk Man. That's pretty good. Uh, Honky Tonk Man was in. Uh, what was he just? He was in. in he was in Lucha, Lucha Underground. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> One right. key big. Yeah. I, think I Mick, popped for that though. Did you? I think I think I would have Mick Foley play the security guard because I want to see him get his fucking head smashed in. Mick Foley would be pretty good. And you know what'd be great is Michael Myers could hit him with a hammer, and you wouldn't have to pay for special effects because Mick Mick Foley will bust his head open for five cents. <laughs> yeah, that this is true. He he dove off a cage. No, okay. This is finally the scene. Here we are. What is this? Uh, 30 minutes in, we finally have the first conversation with these EMT guys, like, actually talking. We get to know who they are. Uh, we saw the, the curly-headed guy, Lance Guest, from Last Starfighter, like, briefly before, but, um, this is where we... Yeah, he, w- he would be the Miz. That, he, I don't know, like, this guy's too, too likable for the Miz to play. I think... And the other one would be Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think Dolph Ziggler had to play one of these guys... Now, I kind of really like Leo Rossi in here. I wish he would have lived longer in this movie. But, like, he he's the guy, it seems like, who, uh, you know, when he's hanging around at the hospital, not, you know, waiting for an ambulance call to come in. It seems like he just sleeps with all the nurses. There ain't no shame in that. No. I mean, Especially it's a if a nurse game. looks like Dana Brooke. Yeah, nurse Dana Brooke. She actually has experience playing a nurse, too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, the, now, here's this guy... Leo Rossi, he's smoking a marijuana cigarette in the cafe, in the cafeteria of the hospital. Of the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody's stopping him. Hey, I just thought of something. Hmm. Let's say we went a different way, like the Rob Zombie way, you know, where he makes everything different. Yeah. Michael Myers is actually a woman played by hmm. Nia Jax. Michelle Myers. Mm-hmm. How about that? That'd be pretty good. And if you can't get Nia Jax, you got to get Charlotte because she would fill out that uh, workman's outfit at Mass really good. She's like eight foot tall. And there's nothing wrong with seeing a woman the size of Nia Jax get beat up by a 140-pound woman. Because that happens every week on Monday Night Ram. No, now she beats the person up every week. Does she? Yeah. She was getting beat up there for a while. She fights jobbers every week. No, I don't mean to be mean here, but some of these nurses, when you look at them, there was like a time period where I guess everybody was like, even though they didn't have the super, you know, fatty fast food like we have now, everybody must have been like really unhealthy because there's like a lot of like 
these movies, especially, like, they always play nurses. These actresses that are, like, probably, like, 34, but, like, they got really bad, like, rickety teeth. <laughs> like, you ever notice that in these old horror movies? Yeah. I just want to know why there's, like, no one in this hospital. Well, everybody's asleep, right? It's, like, 2 in the morning. Yeah, but it's a fucking emergency room on Halloween. But that was, well, it's a very small town. When they they brought her in and the drunk doctor looked at her, that was the emergency room. This is just, like, the rest of the, uh... Now, why do you think Michael Myers was hiding in the room full of crying babies? Wouldn't that give him away his, like, location? <laughs> Well, one, would, one would assume the most highly monitored place. Yeah. See, hey, look, we forgot about her. There's Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. There's there's too many scenes go by that she's not in. And it's like, I know she doesn't have to be in every scene because she wasn't in the first one. But sometimes you go 10, 15 minutes without seeing her. Yeah. Like, it's really weird considering she was like the main character of the part one. You know what I mean? What I hate everybody's like, and she's such a strong female. It's like, the bitch just runs. Mm -hmm. Like, I would actually argue that she was more strong at the end of part one, and then she's, like, pretty weak in this one. Oh, she's horrible in this one. I think that hurts the movie a little bit, too. Yeah. Because, yeah, part one, she's trying to protect those kids. She got her coat hanger of death. (laughs) You know, she's, she's ready to get hardcore. Yeah, in this one, she's... I mean, it's like they neutered the character. But you know what? To be fair, can you know? Because they're, you know, I know everybody's like eighty slashers, but I would say probably only ten percent of slasher movies are really actually good movies. This one, like, like we said, like it goes off in a lot of weird directions compared to Part One. But if you've never seen Part One and you just saw this, this is actually better made than a lot of the slashers that came out of the. Oh time. yeah. Now, you know one of the most famous slashers is The Prowler. Oh, yeah. Now, The Prowler has some great special effects. It's a slow-moving piece of shit. Not only that, but, like, there's, you know, a lot of the slashers at the time, like, like, you know, all the, especially the summer camp ones, they're shot, like, in the daylight with, like, real harsh lighting and shit. This looks like a very professionally made movie with all the the lighting and the shadows and the widescreen, you know what I mean? A lot of people uh, have been asking us to do Maniac on Twitter. Mm. I like Maniac, but that ending ruins it for me. Yeah, it's a little... The the cheap cop out where the mannequins come to life, that just ruins it. It's like they didn't know how to end it kind of deal. I I hate that remake. That remake is shit and everybody just gets wet over it. Yeah, I actually haven't watched it, I'll be honest with you. You're not missing anything. (laughs) You should instead watch Delete or Decay. Oh, I've seen it several times, cuz. Myself, someone had to direct a cut on YouTube. Oh, on the YouTube. Then you don't have to watch the, all the program to go with it. Yeah. It seems like Lori in this movie got really, like, stupefied all of a sudden. Cuz, like, she don't even know how to make a phone call anymore. Well, she is, in her defense, she is drugged. That is true. They did give her the sedative. Okay, here's the part of the movie I'm really going to complain. I actually like this nurse. Like, she's actually, A, she's actually younger and better looking than most of the other nurses in the movie. But she seems like a believable person. But then she just disappears out of the movie. But uh, the fucking, this is the part of the movie that kills me when the security guard leaves. And then he's like, he's like, I'm the security guard. I'm going to go into this dark building. I want to keep a radio so you can know you can know if I'm safe. And then what, what is the nurse supposed to do when he's getting killed? Run in there and save him? This was yeah. stupid. 
<laughs> and she's nowhere near him. He should be on a police frequency or something. Yeah. But then again, the sheriff just said, I'm going home. My, my daughter's dead. T- I, I have not he, caught the killer, but I'm going home. <laughs> he took his ball and went home. Yeah, like a crime. This shit, would, this shit wouldn't happen if The Rock was to share. Or, like I said, Gallows and Anderson. Where are you at with Gallows and Anderson? They suck. <laughs> they were, oh, cousin, they that's horrible. They pale imitation of how what their characters were like in New Japan wrestling. I was going to say, they were the men in New Japan. Oh, they were awesome. They were, they were the Now you've turned the on them. Club. Well, I mean, I, cousin, I, I saw them live a month ago, and they didn't do shit. So. Well, now they're actually leaving people people laying every week. Are they? But isn't it by punching them in the balls? <laughs> no, they've, 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 that angle's already yeah. dead. They're just hitting that magic killer on them. Okay. Then again, Bray Wyatt has left people laying for 10 years, and for 10 years he's jobbed out, so take that for what it's worth. Okay, the fat security guard got put on his ass by about, what would you say, an 8 to 10 pound alley cat jumping out of a dumpster. What is it with the 1980s, man? There were like that was a big fad for cats, man. They loved to like hide in a place until you found them, and they jump out on you and scream. Like, cats would jump out on you. Roads were always wet. Yeah, I've had a cat for years. He's he's never jumped out and screamed at me like that. No, I had a dog wake me up barking before, but yeah. <laughs> but it's not like the dog was like hiding in an area for hours until you came. No, no. Cats are sneaky fucks. They they yeah. planning to scare you on on Halloween. <laughs> oh, that's that even is you, you think that cat like went in there in the morning of Halloween. It was like it's Halloween. You know, it'll be nighttime about ten hours. So I'm gonna get in here, lock myself in this dumpster, and I just wait for some motherfucker because eventually yeah, somebody's got to throw something away. Well, I hate cats, so that wouldn't that strikes me as as, as what a cat would do. <laughs> yeah. No offense to a cat owner. I'm deathly allergic to them, so. Yeah, I, I, haven't, I haven't. Plus, they shit in boxes in your house. That's just gross to me. <laughs> See, I actually prefer that because then I can walk around my backyard. Unlike when you have a dog. Do you mow your lawn? I do mow my lawn. You get fertilizer. You ain't got to pick it up. Mow it. Ugh, that's gross. All right, here we have the, uh, the fat... Security guard. He went into like, what would you say this building was where the groundskeeper works or something? Keeps all his supplies. Yeah, it's just yeah. Like, for a little closed down hospital, this thing has wings and outbuildings, <laughs> like everything. I'm gonna say this hospital is almost as big as the White House in White House Town. See, they messed up with this hospital because. They built like 600 rooms, patients in like a town that has like a population of like 4,000. You know what I mean? 4,000. You're being awful generous there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's scarcely populated. Michael Myers already killed half the town. He took out them six kids. No, not to make light of anything, but um, if you ever have a relative who's sick in the hospital and you have to spend some time in the hospital, you realize there's like a lot of people... You know, uh, in there because they're weak because they, you know, they got cancer or something, and they, they have to be monitored around the clock and all that shit. Apparently, nobody ever gets like long-term illnesses in this town because nobody's at the hospital. No, there's there's nobody there. It's empty. It's like the same hospital Seagal was in for the coma. Yeah, there's nobody there. Like Ain't when they coming in and out. Like when they run, like later on, they're running through the hospital getting chased by Michael Myers. There's like nobody like looking outside their door to see what's going on. <laughs> No, and 
And half the hospital gets blown up. Yeah. Well, one wing of it does anyway. Yeah. It's a surgery room, right? Because they have all the oxygen. Yeah, boy. I don't know, but I think fucking HIPAA better be checking that room. That's a lot of oxygen and explosives in one surgery room. Exactly. See, this is what I mean. This is like... If you take out this whole security guard character, which you easily could have edited him out, because him being in the movie and him dying in the movie has nothing to do with the overall plot. But isn't this the longest stretch of the movie? Finally, Myers hits him in the head with a hammer, but God, that was that was a long way to go to see a fat man that nobody cares about get hammered in the face. And that's the problem. They, they kill people in this, but at least in Friday the 13th, you're familiar with those two people fucking that are getting killed. You, right. I mean, you know them because you're you're introduced to them as a group. Yeah, like twenty minutes earlier before they got killed. Yeah, and and that's okay. I mean, you, you, there's no slasher movie where you have uh, you you're not emotionally vested in these people. But right. uh, yeah, and this one it's just random people getting killed, but they're they're so random you just don't give a shit. They don't mean anything. Yeah, like I would actually. Especially because this movie, like, they're like, oh, you know, at the time we had, I'm sure that was, the security guard was probably another Carpenter reshoot, but, like, like we really got to, like, you know, turn it up a notch. But it's not like the security guard got decapitated and all this blood, like, you just saw a hammer go into an obvious dummy head. Like, that's all, that's all the payoff was, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, if you would have had it be a, uh, like, one of those nurses or something, even that would at least, you know fit the theme because like i never even really got the i mean in part one i guess he kills the the truck driver guy or wherever he was to take his overalls but he really didn't even kill that many guys like no that's in the rob zombie movie yeah like he only kills that one guy with the glasses in part one just so he can go upstairs and get to the guy's girlfriend like his his, myers mo and they kind of lost us along the way because they want to just have him kill everybody he ever met but he really, like, he wants to kill women, right? Pretty much. That's what I get. Well, he knew Lori was always his sister, though. Yeah. Which and Carpenter deeply regrets that. He said he was drunk when he wrote that into the script. Well, uh, and it's okay because she just went into the witness protection program or whatever yeah. <laughs> in part eight. I have to say that whole twist, I guess it, in a way it's what kept Jamie Lee in the franchise, so to speak. But I thought that twist of them being brother and sister, like, because it gets explained, like, way later in this movie. But, like, I thought it was meaningless, honestly. Like, I, I just would have believed, like, she was the one girl who got away. She stabbed him in the eye and all this bullshit. In this movie, like to me, that would be enough that he would want to finish the job. You know, yeah, that that's what I just, you know, I didn't need that twist. That's all I needed out of it. It's like, okay, well, he's gonna get, you know, she's a witness. You know, he, he she saw him. Yeah, I mean, here we have like the local mob. They're like, Michael Myers is back killing people. Let's all go to the house that he hasn't lived in for twenty years and throw rocks through the windows. What the fuck is that going to do? <laughs> Well, I kind of see that logic because, you know, honestly, I would have burned that fucking house to the ground. Then that would have got rid of his hideout. And had they done that, he would have had nowhere to live in part four. Right. Once again, old fat fucking bald dude there messed it up. How did he mess it up? He wouldn't let him burn down the house. But were they trying to burn? I don't think they're trying to do shit. They're just trying to scream outside. Well, I, you know, you get the riot going, it would have been okay. But yeah. see, I'm gonna blame him too. This is all this fat bastard's fault. Fucking at real Loomis, you know, uh, uh, Malcolm McDowell, he wouldn't have let that shit happen. 
See, that's the difference between Malcolm Adele and uh, and I am a Donald Pleasance fan, but I mean, I can't clearly ignore what's going on, on the screen here. Malcolm McDowell worked out for six to eight weeks before he took on the role of Loomis. Donald Pleasant looked like he just finished off fucking six pack of donuts and coffee from Dunkin' Donuts. He did. He was. He's just incredibly disheveled. Yeah. And then, like, it's kind of funny that the police are like out everywhere, like you know, patrolling and shit. Like, and then, like, the only way they ever get a break in the case of like teenagers run up to them and tell them where to go. Have you noticed that? In this yeah, time? yeah. Like nobody can figure it out. They 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 don't even find the trail of bodies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where and are you at with the horror show? You know, I've never really seen it. I mean, I've seen it AKA. like a million years ago on cable, but I've never really <clears throat> seen it. What is it? What, what's the fake name for it? House. The fake Four name is House Three because it was the same producer, but it actually the storyline has nothing to do with the House series. I don't like the movie. I just remember everybody kind of goes, gotta go for that one. I'm not a fan of it. Yeah. Well, the reason was it was one of those movies that when it got released, it was like heavily censored. So then everybody's like, I got the bootleg from Australia. That's what's, it was one of those movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, the gore was great. And I'm not Lance Henriksen's biggest supporter either, though. So. I mean, you know, I don't blame Lance Henriksen. Like, he's good when he he's in a good movie. But because he's not famous and he never made a lot of money, like, he has to do those types of shitty roles to, you know what I mean, pay the rent. I'm sorry, but Pumpkinhead was so disappointing to me. Why? Pumpkinhead's got a great monster. Because that's the problem, but you don't see it. Like, I read Fango for, it seemed like that movie was in development for eight years. Fango, Fango had it on the cover, like, eight months in a row, all these pictures of it. <laughs> Yeah, then I watched the movie, and you hardly ever see the damn thing. I think because it was a big puppet, and it was like, you know, it probably looked fake when they were, like, doing it or something. Like, moving it around. Part 2 was cooler, I actually thought. It was, but, I don't know, it it felt more like a direct-to-video cheap movie. But it's not Right bad. now, this is feeling like a direct-to-video cheap movie, because we've, we've done, lost our main characters. See, now, this is where... You know, the movie, whatever, like, you know, Leo Rossi, he hid in a bed and pushed the nurse's button to get his girlfriend to come in there and he jumped out. Like, it's kind of funny that, you know, Halloween 3 featured a doctor character. It started out in a hospital and it was like this old greasy man who, like, wants to bang all these young girls. Leo Rossi is an ambulance driver, smokes weed in the hospital. He's getting all the women, too. I think these Halloween producers, John Carpenter, whoever it was, they really wanted to, uh, you know, try to put the the uh, idea in women's heads that they should go for the sleaziest, oldest man that they could find. <laughs> they have sex with. Clearly. Clearly. It's an agenda. Yeah, but, but, you know, we, I gotta say, we gotta say something. It's something. I'm sorry, there's something I got. We gotta talk about. All right. The tarnishing of Boyo. Oh, what's happened with Boyo's life? Have you heard that they finally got it all, all done? Get ready to go into production, remake a Death Wish with I, Bruce Willis. Bruce was. I, I guarantee you, it's gonna be PG-13, and it's gonna be about a guy. Getting revenge because some vandals broke into his car. They they ain't going to do a forty five minute rape scene the way Boyo acted it out and reacted to it. Bruce Willis has become the king of phoning in. (laughs) You're not kidding. Have you? 
Have you seen uh, Precious Cargo or whatever it was? Oh, uh, the last thing I saw him in was G.I. Joe 2, which I actually okay. like G.I. Joe 2, but because he's like for like years six ago. minutes. Yeah, that's four. Yeah, I've, I haven't seen nothing with him since. I've avoided made, those other 38 directed video yeah, movies. Yeah, I was going to say 38 directed video. You're not keeping up. He's, uh, his, I don't know, his movies are always on fucking late night cable uh, movie channels. He ain't made a good starring vehicle in years, and they're going to put him in a remake of one of the most iconic films ever made. Okay. Right. I would have put Stallone in the remake. Well, originally, that's who it was supposed to be, starring and yeah. directing. That would have been good. But instead, we get Bruce Willis, directed by Eli fucking Roth. And I like Eli Roth, like, if, yeah. when he does horror movies, but, like, we don't need him crossing over to, like, regular movies now. No, his horror movies ain't that great. He, he needs to worry. Well, maybe James Wan did. He did great when he did Fast and the Furious Seven. Yeah, but if you look at it, like uh, where he started with Saw, if you look at the first Saw movie, he was trying to actually make a cop movie. Everybody's like, Saw's the ultimate horror. Take your foot off. If you watch Saw, there's more footage. It's not really a horror movie. Yeah, there's more footage of Danny Glover <laughs> trying to be a cop, like he's busting in doors. He's like, you know, he's trying to catch a killer. All right, I think this is maybe, I think this is maybe one of the first instances of breast implants that we've seen, in, you know, this early in films, but I'm not sure. See, this whole time, where's Michael Myers? He's wandering the fucking halls. This hospital is clearly empty. He should have been in and out already. See, if I was John Carpenter doing the reshoots, to explain why this hospital is so empty, like in between every dialogue scene of like pointless side characters talking, I just would have cut in a quick shot of him stabbing people sleeping in their hospital bed. Yeah, he should just go on. That's all he should have done. Gone from room to room, shanking people. Because he's until looking he got for her, right? He's looking yeah. for Yeah. No, instead he takes a break to look at a bunch of babies. Yeah. This is a pretty good set up though in terms of like a gag for a slasher a creative way to kill people i'll say and later used in death spa yeah death sort spa. of with ken for it i like death spa i've actually never seen it it's okay i don't like ken for that much i don't see the fascination i don't know i like ken for i would actually say ken for better acting though was in from beyond not um the dawn of the dead he has more to do than From Beyond. I I like Day of the Dead better than Dawn of the Dead. I, I like Return of the Living Dead better than any of them. I did, but the older I get, the more I like the uh, more violent ones. Now, it's kind of weird that they was, like, going to have sex in, like, a whirlpool that, like, is used for, like, old people <laughs> with, like, skin disorders. <laughs> Probably there was, like... You know, like, you know, like a normal jacuzzi you have sex in, there's probably like all this old jizz floating in. That one probably just had old dead skin cells floating everywhere. Well, you gotta, you gotta disinfect it now, cousin. <laughs> it's been an awesome. Then again, then again, wait, looking at this hospital, probably this is the first time probably ever used. That's true. Because nobody's ever done. Now, Michael Myers killed Leo Rossi through the window there. We didn't get to see much. But now he's coming in for the woman, and this is really where he's going to do his, his, uh, you know, his grand guignol sideshow of terror and macabre <laughs> bullshit. 
Yeah, it's... Uh, First he starts off massaging her. What kind of killer gives you a back massage? I was going to say, he, they really got the character all over the place in this movie. He's yeah. looking at babies. He's giving massages. Yeah. He's bumping into people with the boom box. Yeah, like, I mean... For a guy that will kill you for, like, literally you didn't do anything wrong, if you bump into him with a boombox, shouldn't he, like, twist your head off or something? Yeah, but he's just walking past these random trick-or-treaters. He he steals a, a knife from a lady making a sandwich, doesn't kill her. Mm-mm. Shanks some slut in her house, you know, it has nothing to do with nothing. Yeah. Now, this is what I don't understand is he, um... I guess he turned the, like, temperature up, and this is, like, why her face gets burned off. But while this temperature was rising or whatever, she was, like, sitting there for a long time with her feet in it. Shouldn't she have felt that it was getting way too hot? <laughs> One would think. Yeah. And, and, like, I don't know. Like, would they really make a hot tub so hot that it would melt people's skin off? One would think there'd be some kind of a shutoff or an emergency, like a sensor in yeah. it. I mean, the people who make a whirlpool, they got to know at what temperature, like, the, it burns your skin off, right? Why would yeah, they make one yeah, of those hotter? The one that we had, because we don't have ours anymore, it came with the house, it's ours, we had it for a while. It, if I turned it up to full heat, I mean, it was hot, but right. yeah, it didn't, it, it didn't have scald on yeah. the dial. Face bubble. See, now this is the point. Earlier we had Lori, she was all of a sudden starting to have flashbacks to when her first family. They don't really explain to you what she's dreaming about, but it was her first family. Now Michael Myers, he broke into the school to write something on a chalkboard in order to explain the story to the audience. (laughs) You know, Sam Hain, great band. Um, Let me me ask you, cousin, where are you at? With the backstory given in the Rob Zombie remake. You know, the backstory in the Rob Zombie, everybody's like, that's bullshit. He made it. I loved it. 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 Okay, the backstory is like, Rob Zombie didn't invent that. I mean, he kind of made him more white trash or whatever. But he's actually just doing the full-length, like, telling of the story that they set up in this. So everybody's Mm -hmm. like, he's ruined it with the backstory. It's like... Well, like, if you like Halloween 2, you, sh- you really don't have much room to complain because he just gives you the backstory. And, like, like this feels, like, so cheap. Like, they don't do it right here, but, like, they do it later in the car. The the nurse is like, all right, Loomis, I got a secret to tell you. And he's like, yeah. I, he's, and he tells her, like, four fucking times. It makes the dialogue scene so clumsy. He's like, he's like, there's no secrets from me. I, I, I'm his doctor. <laughs> and they're uh-huh. like... <laughs> like he's so it's, it's like this dummy he couldn't figure out how to stop this guy from killing a whole town but he's gonna let his ego get away it, there's, there can't be a piece of paper that I have not read <laughs> so she tells him she said okay like this is the secret she says you know after Michael it was two years after Michael Myers uh, killed his sister his parents died in a plane wreck or car wreck or whatever which oh how convenient <laughs> and then they're like like and then there was also a baby sister that nobody knew about, and they took her away and adopted her. It's like okay, if you watch the first movie, the ki- uh, Michael Myers, he's home alone with the uh, the sister. Right, he kills her. Mm-hmm. He walks out mm-hmm. the front door. The parents come home from the Halloween party there or wherever they was at. They ain't carrying no fucking baby. So where was the baby? <laughs> no, they're not. It's in a bit more since I liked in the zombie one. He kills the the stepdad or whatever, right. and then. 
the mom kills herself, you know, when she finally can't take it anymore. Yeah. Yet he still brings that scaggly bitch back in part two as a ghost. But, you know, other than that. But. Well, the thing I thought was kind of interesting in the first Rob Zombie Halloween is, like, you don't really know for sure. Like, yeah, she's scared because she, she, he, Michael Myers is killing, like, all her friends and shit. But, like, you really don't even know for sure that he's trying to kill her in part one of Rob Zombies. He might just be trying to, like, kidnap her to take her, you know what I mean? With him or something. You don't really know. No, yeah, like I said, when it turned into the straight remake, I, I didn't really like it. It got boring. The, the whole backstory, I I was really a fan of that. I really liked it. Yeah. Well, you know the majority of the quote-unquote remake part? Like, they forced Rob Zombie to shoot later because they said it wasn't enough. So, like, all that shit where... Because there's, like, a good 35-minute scene of him poking fucking holes in the ceiling. <laughs> Remember oh, that? Yeah. Like, I'm pretty, that's, like, all the shit that, like, the wine scenes forced them to go in, you know? Because they needed more stalking and some more kills. And... From what I understood, he wanted the whole mo- movie to be the backstory, and then part two to be more like the remake of part one. But and that would have been fine. I would have been better with it that. Been better, because I'll be honest. I think the scariest part of Rob Zombie's one—it's not even like later when he has the mask. It's when he's like a little kid, like beating his classmates to death with logs and shit. Yeah, he didn't fuck that white trash kid. Didn't fuck around. It's kind of a shame that they couldn't get him back, like that kid. They couldn't get him back to do any sequels. I guess he grew up too fast, is what they said. But, but that kid was evil looking. Now they're talking about making. I think they are. Well, Mustafa Khan, you know, the son is going to have the same hopeful logic where he just keeps shooting them out. So, here's my favorite. Now she goes to find the drunk doctor, and and see this. I mean, we could have seen this drunk doctor get killed. We don't have to see him just dead. Or whatever. Mm-mm. We could have seen this motherfucker get killed. And uh, Michael Myers comes up. And a lot of people, if you look closely, a lot of people think this lady gets stabbed in the eye. But she doesn't. She gets stabbed in like in the temple. Like It's supposed to be that he shoots an air bubble. And then that shot was a callback to part one with the light just barely comes up on Myers' face. I like that he's skilled enough surgically wise to know where to insert the air bubble to kill someone. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Plus, I also like how Loomis says, I'm his doctor. I know everything. It's like, the fucking guy by your own accord never spoke. Yeah. And from what I understood, I don't know if they made later copies. They would have had to make copies for later when it burns up. But the mask, they actually used the same mask. But it was under the the lady producer's bed. And she smoked a lot of cigarettes, so the mask turned yellow. (laughs) Yeah, I could. You can kind of of tell in some of the shots, it's kind of yellowed. Some of the masks are bad. I thought part four was a horrible mask. Yeah, I can't remember. There's one. You know, I actually thought H2O had a pretty fucking awful mask, to be honest with you. Yeah. I liked them. Um, that's another one I give Rob Zombie credit. I liked his mask. His mask was cool. I liked when it got, like, all, like, holes in it and shit. I thought that was Yeah. Because it almost looked like a Frankenstein type thing then. You just like the stitch marks and everything. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. It's like, you know, this this is like a good slasher movie if you're into the generic slasher movies where you're just people that you have no clue who they are watching them get killed just to get killed. But it's, it, it's I don't know, like Halloween, like you really knew every character who got killed before they got killed. Like you knew who they were, you know what I mean? But you didn't care. Right. You didn't care they got killed, but at least like it was more like at least a At you had an introduction movie. to them. Mm-hmm. 
And that's why if they had Dana Brooke in the lead, I mean, she'd be so you'd be so sympathetic to her plight because she's so hot. Well, I don't think you would because she's a bodybuilder. You wouldn't feel sorry for. Her. Okay. Well, you wouldn't feel sorry for Bailey. You'd be rooting for her death. No, I would feel sorry for Bailey because she's like uh, more of a youthful. I won't say weak, but vulnerable uh, character. Well, she can do hug him. She could try to before he stabs her. Or there you go. That'd be a good ending. No, okay, this is where I really, and I understand in a real world way it could slice you up, but I get really, like, disappointed with this movie, and he has it here, and he has it for the entire rest of the movie, but I get disappointed that he just has, a, like, a tiny, tiny scalpel that he's trying to stab everybody with. You can do a lot of damage with the scalpel. I know, but just in terms of a movie, you don't look good on camera. No, it looks pretty fucking dumb. You like you remember like once the Friday the Thirteenth got rolling, you know early on Jason was stabbing a lot of people with knives. Eventually they get that motherfucking machete because you could see it better on camera. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it looks a lot more imposing. Yeah, a little scalpel. I mean, it's like it would cut you deep and you would bleed out, but like he'd have to cut you dozens of times to kill you with the scalpel. Because mm-hmm. he really just is like flailing lay trying to slash at people's feet and shit in this one. He should have kept the hammer. The hammer? And, like, I don't really understand why he ever got rid of that giant knife that he stole. No, because he went through the trouble, obviously, to steal it. Exactly. Like, he was bleeding everywhere. He left his blood everywhere, like a clue, like a whole blood trail into that house to get that knife. And then he just killed that one random girl, and then that was it with it. Yeah, he's kind of lazy. He just left it in her, and then he didn't want to pull it back out. Yeah, I find that real hard to believe. Yeah, he's he's not a very uh, what do you call it conscientious killer. There saving his tools of destruction. Like once he went to the hospital, he got really lame, stabbing people with needles, a scalpel. Like, can't you find anything better there? I would stuff someone full of like gauze until they died. Yeah, I mean, there's got to become a, some kind of like surgical saw or something. He could like just, you know cut the top of somebody's head off or some shit. He should have been going room to room doing that shit. See, this is, like, the kind of hard part to see, because, like, in part one, she's all, like, taking charge to, uh, you know, save the kids and stuff. This one, like, for the next 20 minutes, she kind of just, like, crawls all over the floor of the hospital crying. Yeah, she's, like, completely, she's a different character. Yeah. And I'm sorry, they gave her a muscle relaxer to relax her, you know? They goddamn, they got it portrayed like they shot her up from a fucking heroin. Yeah. Let me rephrase that. Hair wrong. You would have thought she took an elephant tranquilizer. No, I mean, no shit. She can barely walk. Uma Thurman was more mobile after coming out of a coma. For 20 years? Mm-hmm. That actually would be a good choice if they did a remake where, like, they were remaking H2O. You get Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman? Yeah. She's not pretty, though. She, you know what, she was, uh, if you see, like, her old, old picture, she was, like, she actually started out as a model, but, yeah, I kind of know what you're saying now. She's I get all now. You, you've done abandon your girl, Bailey, I see. Well, I mean, we can only mention, how many times are we going to mention wrestlers on here? <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how to work the New Day into a movie. I haven't come to that yet. Know really who they could play unless like you did like a circus theme movie and then they could play all the clowns, the outsiders. <laughs> the outsiders. 
<laughs> Who would they be? The outsiders or the preppies? They'd be three of the outsiders. Yeah. Even Xavier Woods with his poofy hair? Hell, hell yeah. All right. Now, granted, she's going to end up getting killed here, but this is the, the first smart nurse. All the other ones just, like, backed up slowly onto the knife or the scalpel or the needle. She actually finally recognized that people were being killed in this fucking hospital. <laughs> and she's, like, trying to find a way out, trying to figure out how, how to call for help. Like, she's the, like this nurse who we don't know her name, you know, other than her name tag. We don't know, like, her personality. She's doing more in the movie than Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, Jamie Lee Curtis, she, she must have been, she had to have been filming something else. Yeah. Trading Place? No, that was That was like more two dumb. years after this, yeah. Because she still had to do her shit movies like Prom Night and Terror Train. I'm not a big fan of Terror Train. I don't. I, I bought the disc again, and mm. I just don't get the fascination the world has with it. I like it, but I like it because it's so hokey. <laughs> yeah, it's not like a really good horror movie. No, it's more like um suspense movie. Like, it's just a remake of Agatha Christie's Ten Little Indians or whatever that thing is where people are on a train getting killed. But you got to admit, it's great when... Uh, I guess we're doing terror train spoilers, but it's great when you have what's his name, David. David Copperfield. David he was great in it. David Copperfield in the killer turns out to be his transvestite, like <laughs> partner, not partner, but what do you call the assistant? Like it's like his assistant. For, yeah, yeah, a lady who sets up magic tricks at a magic show is is actually a transvestite killer. And I like how he didn't stretch it in his debut. They're playing a magician. Yeah. But you know what I like about that movie compared to other slashers, cousin, is I like that the um, the killer wears like five different costumes. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, well, he doesn't want to get caught. Yeah. So he keeps switching costumes. Now we never really talk about him the whole time because he's just—I don't know—Lance Guest in this movie, I, who I really like as an actor in other movies. And I mean, I guess it's cool that Lance Guest is is in this compared to somebody you never saw afterwards. But like. He's a, he's a pretty good actor, I thought, in The Last Starfighter. And, like, he wanders around this whole movie, like, confused acting. <laughs> they all wander around confused. Yeah. Bad lighting right now, too. Yeah. Like, it's all like an all-black room. <laughs> this this is a good good scene, though, in terms of, like, what happens to him. Like, see, Michael Myers, man, he needed to stock up on some machinery before he came Because here he had to kill this lady by a slow IV drip of her blood. <laughs> Yeah, he even the kills are for a slasher movie, especially a slasher movie at this time. Yeah. You know, you're used to seeing people get hacked up. Not only that, but like she's got tape on her arm, it's done very professionally. When was Michael Myers slowly administering this blood drip to her arm? It makes no Michael sense. Michael Myers, he become like a like like he was must have went to school when he was in the Looney band for like, you know, a sterile scrub tech or something for surgeries. Yeah. He knows where to insert needles. He knows how to set up IVs. <laughs> that was a good visual, though, when the guy slipped into the huge puddle of blood and then he had the blood splats all over. See, now here we could come back to the nurse. Like, she's proactive. She's trying to get out of there. She realizes, you know, this is a dark hospital. Not a single light is turned on here. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be able to see this killer coming after me. I need to drive away. Yeah. She, she, well, she at least wants to get out. Yeah. And kind of like, if you kind of watch the first movie, 
like how Michael Myers did. Like he he wasn't like setting up all these elaborate tricks. Like he slashed the tires of like forty cars in a parking lot. Here. <laughs> like I just feel like the first movie he wouldn't have done all that. Like he just would have went inside and start killing. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. No. Here he's got a plan. Yeah. He's taking spark plugs out. He's slashing tires. I know. He's like a mechanic slash surgical tech. Yeah. Slash. I'm surprised he didn't do any electrical work. He might have planted that cat in there to scare the guy for all we know. It would have been, yeah, he could have. It would have been cool if, like, when this movie ended, he just walked out of the hospital, dropped the mask into the garbage can, and walked straight into, like, in the morning time, he he like, walks into a fucking local Mako and starts painting cars and like, working shit. <laughs> Yeah, that's how he, that could have been perfect. You know, just take the mask off. Nobody knows what the fucker looks like. Exactly. Now, don't you think Jamie Lee Curtis would have had a better chance of survival instead of literally crawling her way around the hospital? Shouldn't she have gotten a wheelchair and at least been a wheel around like quicker? One would have, one would have thought she should have just stayed in the room. Yeah. This guy obviously ain't heading her way. And it's like coming up in a little bit, but like. I guess because she's scared, she actually loses, like, for a while, the ability to scream or speak. Yeah, I didn't get that either. Yeah, it's weird. And finally, I, I just I didn't like her character in this film at all. Well, it's hard because she was somebody that was so... You know, she was the good girl in the first movie. She wasn't banging all these guys. She killed or survived Michael Myers' attack. And this one, she just... Okay... Now here the nurse, she comes back in, she gets stabbed. He's lifting her 12 feet off the ground with this, like, two-inch scalpel. <laughs> it would have broke. It would have broken, like, I don't... Like, even if you would have had the strength to, like, pick her up by that, like, w- like wouldn't the scalpel just kept ripping through shit until it, like, ripped up out of her shoulders? Yeah, it would have cut through it until it hit a bone, definitely, but it would have snapped. Yeah. That would have actually been more horrific, too, if it just ripped all up her back and she crumpled on the ground. They didn't have the budget for that. No. Nah. They're going for more of a spooky... I mean, I get it. The hospital is spooky, but it's uh, it's only because there's no lights on. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing, too. This movie's almost too dark. Yeah, like, you can you can see, like, down the hallway, but there's, like, nothing to look at because it's just all dark shadows and shit it's like that empty arena i was at for nxt exactly they, they need to turn off all the lights they could now this is a really like weird area of the hospital she runs into i'll be honest i was watching this other night trying to figure out where the hell she was at because where are you at i think it was used way too much where are you at on the the practice of like people running around and finding the previous victims like to me that's just stupid why has to be running for the fucking door yeah like you know he's killing everybody who cares if you see him hanging from the ceiling or whatever yeah no kidding it's like okay i'm gonna run out and if my friend don't call me the next day i'll know he's dead yeah although i will say and you see it a little bit right here uh it does work with myers wearing a white mask because any like colored lighting he walks into it, it like it changes the color of the mask makes him look scarier you know 
And now, where are they now? I never really got this. Yeah, she like it's so weird. She crawls through a window that the window goes into another part of the hospital. She falls into like a pile of boxes. But when you watch the movie, there's like glass breaking sounds. But she's like yeah. not cut up or anything. No, it's it's weird. It's like it's a like storage room or something. There's a lot of storage really rooms weird. in this hospital. It almost looks like like you could almost like edit this into Halloween three, like at the factory. <laughs> Yeah, see they're like running around the factory. See, like, look, okay, see all that broken glass. Myers is walking through. Like somehow he got through that window too, or came around or something. He's walking through like nothing. But she's running around barefoot. How did she get through there without getting cut up? How did he get there so quick? Yeah, because I don't think he climbed through that tiny window. He would have to go all the way. No, back. Would have shit. Yeah. And I will say that this is like a different era because she runs into the elevator and obviously the the scary moment she's hitting the button to try to go up, you know, to the other floor or whatever. Like he gets there slow and then he puts his hand, like he actually stops the elevator, but it seems like the elevator, like, you know, now they have those childproof elevators, like now they just open back up. Oh yeah, she would have been fucked now. Yeah. I swear, this the the way these shots are set up outside the hospital, it's like they're doing an homage to Precinct Thirteen. Like it totally looks like it's same lighting, everything. It's probably trying to figure out how to get stock footage used from it. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> they, they just map. I mean, you got to admit, you got to admit, watching this, this movie's pretty goddamn boring. Well, it is now because like there's really no like dialogue interactions with people. There's like nobody's like. This, like, you know, later on, slasher movies got a little more entertaining with people. With, you know, once they figure out people are dying, they try, they kind of, like, team up to try to stop the killer. This is a movie where, like, nobody really knows what to do. <laughs> no, the sheriff went home. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't he be the guy in the entire town most equipped to kill my And why is this dumb bitch hiding in a car? Yeah, like, wouldn't you just keep running type thing? Exactly. Like, what was you, her plan? You I'm just going to sit in this car. Yeah, like, wouldn't you try to, like, get to the road and, like, flag somebody's car down, you know? I would try to at least, what do you call it? Fucking um, hot-wired a car. Yeah. But I don't know, she's like, okay, here, here's the scene where they're in the back of the, this is a state marshal, supposedly, who came to, you know, he didn't really arrest Loomis, but escort him back to the, sanitarium or whatever to get him out of this town well he's caused enough damage <laughs> but it's like like what's the point like michael myers already killed everybody what are they going to do by getting this fucker back to the hospital or whatever he really does look like luke gallus's grandfather if he was still alive they could do a gimmick where he showed up at the pay-per-view <laughs> That'd be funny. But he sucked. Malcolm McDowell, they didn't run him out of town like a common pygmy. He saved the day and wrote a book. Yeah, and everybody bought the book because he and he got so rich from the book he became an asshole. Remember that? That's okay though. He earned it, right? <laughs> He's entitled. The devil's eyes. Now this lady who she was um the nurse lady in the first part when they were driving to the sanitarium and the Michael Myers broke out. Then she comes back in this movie to explain this backstory to Myers. They brought her to get killed at the beginning of H2O. Was she really that main of a character? (laughs) Fuck, no, I forgot about her. Yeah. I think she's cute here, though. Yeah. 
She's actually better looking than all the nurses at the hospital. Oh, God, yeah. She's very, what do you call it, sophisticated looking. Yeah. She doesn't tramp around like the other ones. No, she's the kind of woman you like banging in the back of a car as opposed to a dirty hot tub. Exactly. Not a, <laughs> not a uh, fucking skin rash. <laughs> I would, I would, I would take a lady like this to one of the empty rooms because no one's sick and and had sex there on a nice proper bed. Exactly. It would be creepy having sex in a hospital. I think really. Mm, Not really. Because I bet every room in the hospital you could possibly have sex in, probably people died in earlier. Well, not not necessary. You don't think so? No. I mean, lots of old people die in their sleep and whatnot They're in the hospital. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. It depends what the, it depends if it's Dana Brooke. Yeah. Now we got to talk about this state marshal now because now it's happened. Loomis put him at gunpoint. You're driving to the hospital now. We got to save this girl. He fucking and the, the marshal's like, "Pal, I'm not pulling this over. If I take you to this hospital, I'll get fired." Loomis shoots the fucking like window out to scare the mar- it's like how, why is this guy such a pussy ass fucking state marshal like why are you taking orders like wouldn't he, in real life wouldn't he turn around and shoot that fat fuck <laughs> well and and exactly and two what the fuck now see the dumb bitch here there's a chance to get away but they don't leave yeah well to be fair we've established all the tires are cut out slashed out so they couldn't leave anyway yeah. You could fucking drive on your rims if you if you had to. If you you like, can drive with flat tires. No, Chevy Chase did. That's true. Now Lance Guest is here. He slipped in the pool of blood. I think we're supposed to assume he has a concussion here because he comes in and he can't even like to the car. And he can't even talk to her. He's like, ooh, and finally he falls and hits his head on the uh, steering wheel, and you know the the horn starts going off. So Michael Myers, you know. Comes running, well, not running so, out, comes sauntering out or whatever. So, to change my casting, he should be played by Daniel Bryant. <laughs> I could actually see Daniel Bryant in the role. <laughs> what if you had to cast a real actor, though? I think this a would real be, actor? I think this role would 100% belong to Shia LaBeouf, don't you think? Oh, God, no. <laughs> Hmm. He's curly headed enough. He could do it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and I think this have does to have to be a, on that one. Yeah, I think this does have to be a curly headed <laughs> character to work. There ain't a lot of them. You know who I think would be okay in that? Not Seth Rogen. Really? He, I think I, it would work. I think only if he got skinny again, though, like he was on Funny People, whatever that movie was. Or Green Hornet, I guess he got skinny for. Have you seen Sorority uh, uh, or Neighbors Part 2? I've seen Neighbors Part 1. I've seen Neighbors Part 2. I would not recommend either one to anybody. I watched Neighbors 1 on cable recently. Oh, so I've never cool. seen it before. I watched, I watched it on cable, so it was completely free, basically, right. a few weeks ago. I actually thought it was kind of funny, but Part yeah. 2 looked Part two looked real funny to me. Yeah, it's not. It's... It's one of those movies where, like, it has one joke, <laughs> and they just keep hitting that same joke over and over and over. Gotcha. Are you picking up Interrogation on Blu-ray this week? No, I'm not. I'm picking it up because it stars Lana. 
Oh, really? Is it a WWE? And Edge, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I will not. Probably won't be a running interrogation either, to be perfectly honest with you. Hey, their last movie was really good. I really liked Countdown with Kane and Ziggler. Yeah, that one looked more like it was a comedy from what I was seeing. Well, it was pretty damn funny, but unintentionally, but Kane was a good, hard-nosed police captain. You know what? I mean, obviously he only gets put in movies because he's famous for being a wrestler, but uh, Kane is actually not that bad of an actor. He's really not. No, and I thought the See No Evil, I never saw part two. I only saw part one, uh, See No Evil. I thought it was really good. Yeah. It it actually was like the only WWE movie that made money when it came out. Yeah, I mean, because as a slasher goes, he's a really good choice. Yeah, because he's huge. Okay, here we had the the scene where she couldn't scream for help until the second they walked in the hospital and she couldn't hear they couldn't hear her anymore. And then she screamed. And then Mike, that that I'll give him credit. I gotta give credit where credit is due. That was a great slasher power shot, uh, as uh, Axel would say. Power shot of when he walked like yeah, Axel. <laughs> when he, he walked he walked through Michael Myers walked like just straight through the glass of the door. He didn't even open the door. That was a pretty cool scene. Who? I'm like the new day now. Who? Who? Now this guy's been shot like eight times tonight. He's still walking around. I cannot believe this cop just. State Marshal, whoever this fucker is, I cannot believe he really wanted to get up in this guy's face. How come, speaking of face, mm-hmm. how come did nobody ever shoot this motherfucker right in the head? Well, it, you see later in the movie, that's the only thing that works on him. Because at least, at least if you shoot okay. his eyes out, he can't cut you up anymore. That's true. Now listen, because that is a good shot too, the bleeding eyes. Yeah, it is cool. I like the mask that they make and sell for that. Oh, Trick or Treat Studios, fine mask quality. Now, since this is kind of the end and we're seeing Michael Myers, like, walk around, uh, I think Dick Warlock, even though you can see he's a little bit different than Nick Castle was in part one, I thought Dick Warlock actually made a good Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah, fine. He was a little. The camera protected him because he's he's not a tall guy, he's a small guy, but. Not an imposing guy by any means, but, well, he did fine. I didn't have a, you don't need the same guy under the damn thing. You really don't. It's not like they talk. I think Nick Castle, it's a different walk, but I think Nick Castle had a slightly more creepier walk. But I think compared to other slashers, like, I'm kind of surprised. Dick Warlock did do some more, like, movies where he wore costumes. Like, wasn't he Swamp Thing? Pretty sure he was. I don't might have been. No, that was... I don't know. I don't know if it was a stuntman on Magnum P.I. for a long time. Yeah, but I mean, as far as slashers go, I'm kind of surprised he didn't go on to have more of a career playing slashers. You know, it was Kurt Russell's stuntman for damn near everything Russell did back then. So was, They're probably similar height build. Because I know he was a stunt guy in Big Trouble Little China yeah. and Escape from New York. That's awesome when he walks through the swinging doors by pushing them open with his face. <laughs> Not his <laughs> hand. <laughs> now, where is it? And I was always confused. Where did Loomis get this other gun? The only thing I can imagine was 
Did he take it from from the dead guy? But then he never really like went up to the guy's body after Myers killed him. Well, so at first, I thought he would have taken it from the marshal, but the marshal still had his gun. Right. He never like went to the marshal like after the marshal got stabbed or whatever. Maybe he stole it from the sheriff when he went home. <laughs> he stole. Well, I guess he could have because he had him at gunpoint earlier. I guess maybe he could have got the marshal's gun there. But the marshal had a gun. When they went to the hospital, maybe he did have it. I have to rewatch it closer next time. But the only thing, Loomis is a dummy. Like, he runs up straight to Myers, like, a foot away to shoot him. And then he's out of bullets. Like, it's a revolver. How hard is it to tell if there's bullets in it or not? Well, he shoots seven times, too. Yeah. He went above and beyond. Now, I'll give her credit. Jamie Lee don't fuck around with a gun. Because mm-hmm. watch what she does here. I like, I like there's this good moment here where Myers kind of stops for a minute and you think, well, maybe he won't kill her. But then he goes right back to, like, holding out his little scalpel. Yeah, he made a rush for her, too. Yeah. She Two shots perfectly through the, through the holes of the mask. I'm, supposed to, I'm assuming you're supposed to think that she, she uh, shot his eyes out. But if you look closely, especially in HD, there's a very clear shot. That the blood is running like from his forehead. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like covered. He's bleeding. He did a blade job. Yeah, he did a blade. That's pretty hardcore. And fucking bullets can penetrate your skull and not kill you. He might have something in the mask. <laughs> oh, he think he's got like a, a bulletproof like. Uh, a I remember when I was a kid. When I was a kid, there was those old masked wrestlers, and they put some gimmick in the mask and do the headbutt. Mm-hmm. You know, it's cheating. So he might have like a plate up there or something. That could be. I mean, the guy spent you know half the night wandering around the hospital. He could have come up with a plan. He could have used reinforced bulletproof steel inside his mask. I mean, he had plenty of time to think about it. Yeah. Now, why do you think that they don't make... Here, he's just slashed around the air, and he's got a good, like, kung fu sound effect. When you watch him, he's like... (laughs) That's pretty good to get that much wind going off a tiny scalpel. Oh, yeah. A little scalpel, yeah. But why do you think they don't make, in this day and age... Why do you think they don't make movies? Because, I mean, this is very simple. We're seeing him in full view. This is a man with his thin rubber mask, garage overalls on, and, like, people were like, really want to see this shit you know what i mean like how come they don't it seems like this would be very easy to film nowadays but they don't do it oh yeah well by easy you mean cheap and dumb (laughs) and i mean you could shoot in like a day or two probably oh easy this movie could be filmed in a night if you had the the right kind of director or if you're jim van bieber 28 years (laughs) yeah he takes his time with this film now what? Okay, where do you think? Do you buy the whatever idea that Loomis would blow himself up with Myers? No, I don't. I think he's too much of an asshole. To, you know what? If that makes sense, like he's a very egotistical guy. Yeah. Here comes. I can't see him making a sacrifice. Comes Myers like the Terminator kind of like he walks out of the fire. And that's a good shot. I'll give it that. The only thing I don't like about when they do, like, the burn things, and I mean, I give them credit, that's really a guy completely on fire, but, like, then all of a sudden the guy's, like, much more padded out, and he had gloves on all of a sudden, <laughs> just because he was burning, you know what I mean, like. 
Now, where is Michael's dead body? I'm trying to think. He doesn't really die, though. Like, he's in the hospital. And in part, when part four starts up, which is the next movie... I mean, obviously, when this movie came out, you assumed he was dead. But he never really died. Like, somehow... And it's he, in, like, a coma. Yeah, he burned up into a coma. They, like, recaptured him. They're like, oh, they're, you know, I guess, obviously, we don't see it. But even Loomis didn't die. He just got, like, a little burn on his cheek. Even though even though he was in a, a room that was completely engulfed in flames, only one side of his face got burnt, remember? And, and then Myers, you know, when they blew up the house he was in in part five, he just went into another coma. That's true, for like a year. Yeah, this guy has a lot of problems with comas. He does. He slips in and out very easy. I think, he de- yeah. I think it depends on what day it was. Like, honestly, I think he just... He, he like he was finally defeated, not because they shot him, not because they burned him up, but just because it wasn't Halloween anymore. Because it seems like he always is comatose until it's Halloween. Well, part four, didn't he come back like a week ahead of time? I'm trying to think. Well, he came back when they were moving him to a new hospital, so I don't know if that yeah. had anything to do with that. He had a little driving he had to do in that one. He had some pit stops he had to make in that one. Now here we have one last shot of Jamie Lee Curtis traumatized riding in the back of the ambulance. We never found out what happened to Lance Guest, whether he really lived or he might have died from that concussion. Then we get it. Yes. 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 (laughs) We get a shot of the mask burning up with Michael Myers. I mean, that's pretty clear. That's got to be like a skeleton in there. And and Mr. Sandman plays... That is a good creepy ending. I will give him credit. I'll give it that. It is a good creepy. And that song is creepy when you hear it in the, uh, you know, context of that. see, they still just call him the shape. Yeah, and I I, I will say one thing. I know there's a lot of um, these fans of the macabre out there that fucking love... Oh, I love Halloween. They got all the posters and they love it. Mm -hmm. And they, they always... Michael Myers is my favorite slasher. But in my mind, Michael Myers was the little kid. He's the patient that, you know, Michael, like, he's the shape, right? Because yeah. like, when, when he kills, when he puts the mask on, like, he becomes the shape, you know? I like how they they give the, uh, they give actual credits for people who were just in the stock footage, like they was really in this movie. I get it. They was really helping film it. <laughs> no. Now I guarantee you the stock there's people that were only in the stock footage, I guarantee you they didn't get like a second paycheck or nothing. Oh god no. No, especially not in this day and age. I think now there's probably like laws and regulations in the actors, you know, but like thing, but like back then you could probably just re show the footage. All right, I got well, these people weren't making no money anyway. No. I gotta say though, I like uh and, and uh, I didn't I didn't catch him real quick, but at the end there, when, every, when all the reporters are walking around, they uh, they're when they're like kind of chasing Jamie Lee, and she's in the uh, the uh, wheelchair. You get one last shot of Danny Carvey with his uh, trucker hat and his fluffy Marty McFly jacket or whatever. They obviously knew he was destined for greatness. Right. They didn't give him any lines or even clearly focus on him with the camera, but he was there. Somebody knew he was going to be money when he got older. Like, I wonder really, like, how that works when you get a job like that on a movie. You're in two scenes, staying in the background. Like, why do they even bother to bring you back a second day, you know what I mean? Yeah, that makes no sense. 
Because it's not like anybody would have noticed that that was like, you know, we know this now because, you know, I read on the internet, hey, this is Dana Carvey in this scene, this scene. But like, back then, the viewer, they're not going to be like, oh, that's the guy with the fucking, you know, trucker hat on from the other scene with the fluffy feathered hair. Nobody fucking care, pays attention to that shit. All right, I gotta say, I softened up a little more on Halloween, too. You know, I to me, Halloween franchise, it always suffered from the sequels never being as good as the original one is in like i mean this is i would say it's half quality wise it's half as good as the original but compared to some movies out there at least it's professionally filmed and you know has some actors in it that you recognize and whatnot I'm yeah not... i didn't i didn't soften on it i actually like it less now really you just repeated the... viewings for this really don't help it at all but you even bought the Blu-ray, like, when it came out. <laughs> it had Terror in the Isles on it. I love oh, watching that one. you bought it kid. just for uh, Terror in the Isles, you think? Fuck yeah, because I already had Halloween 2 on DVD. But I'm a completist, too. Yeah. Uh, as long as you're quoting people, if I want to pull the curtain back a little bit. Okay, let's do it. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm one of the people that, you know, if I, I might hate this movie so much, but if I got the other movies in the series, I have to own it, too. Yeah, it's hard. The only time I can really be, like, not buying a sequel is if, like, it's one of those ones where none of the actors return. Then you can kind of write it off as not being official. Yeah. But, I mean, this one has all the same, you know, well, not all the same actors, but it has Loomis, it has Lori, has the... Well, they even did get, uh, what's-her-name back, Nancy, uh, just to show on a stretcher. So, you know, it is technically part of the series, like it or not. I would recommend. I would recommend. Well, I don't need to recommend or not recommend. Everybody's seen this, right? Right. But you know what's funny is, um, like now because we have these box sets and stuff. But I remember, you know, I worked at a video store. I worked at a video store when we, st- we still carried both VHS and DVD, and like I remember, like <clears throat> nobody really rented this at all. Honestly, no. like everybody would rent parts four, five and six at that time. I mean, this is early 2000s and um, yeah, everybody would rent part one, part four and five, sometimes part six. But they never nobody ever rented this. One. And, and obviously nobody ever rented part three. But as we said before, we actually like part three a lot, don't we? Oh, part three is my favorite horror movie. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, it's completely it different. Just, it just has nothing to do with right. the shape. I think the series would have been... I mean, I like part four and everything of this, uh, Michael Myers, but, like, you gotta admit, it's pretty weak when you shoot a guy's eyes out. He can't see anymore. You burn him up completely, and then you come back with part four saying, oh, he wasn't really dead. Oh, like, you gotta admit, though, that's that's not very <laughs> quality storytelling. No, no, that's some pretty bad storytelling. Yeah. If anything, they should have, like, refilmed, like, a recreation of part two and showed, like, something. Like, I'll even take that when you re- rewrite history, so to speak. But don't tell me this motherfucker got both eyes. What, he regrew? He, he has regenerated his eyes power. back. He has Wolverine powers. When he was, when he was in the coma, they gave him tr- cornea transplants. Yeah. I don't know. I got nothing on that one. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just the ridiculousness. Like, at least Jason was literally a rotting, like, zombie you know what I mean? So it's like, okay, I can kind of buy he's a zombie or whatever. But you really have to buy that this normal man under this cheap Halloween $3 mask has magic powers. He has magic powers, and yet he can't really finish the job on a babysitter. <laughs> okay. 
What kind of killer can't kill a fucking babysitter? Well, I think she's in there. And it, it, he's just a useless killer. I mean, there's no other way to say it. He really, uh, I don't know. I think I feel like he really lost his touch after part one. He peaked in his first killing spree. <laughs> you can't kill a babysitter. You can't kill a guy with a giant boombox. You, you can't take out a fat, fair fucking doctor. <laughs> so, so you couldn't I, even kill a 65-year-old doctor? Oh, my God. No. And, you know, he he should have just took that knife, made a sandwich, and went home. Like, I'll give him credit. Like, like okay, Jason, like, the okay, Jason's not in part one, right? But, like, his mom, you know, the, the lady, the survivor lady, she kills, kills his mom, chops his mom's head off. He comes back for revenge, like when the first two minutes yeah. of part two, he gets that shit done. He don't leave. He took her. He, he followed her. He followed the one bitch back to her house. He probably hitchhiked to like that town or where she. <laughs> That's how. Good and he was taking. He was taking people. He took out a bitch with telekinesis. Mm-hmm. I mean, did Michael Myers can't take. Yeah, he can't take out a fucking sixty-year-old crippled doctor. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, okay, he's old. You know, Loomis is old in this movie, but he like. He's like a man with a cane in part four. <laughs> I know. He couldn't even run him over with the car, remember? Yeah, yeah. He's got a cane. He's got a cane. Oh, my God. Now, now I'm seeing the series in a whole new light. Yeah, it's pathetic. This should be called the world's dumbest killer. <laughs> like, you know how the posters always see, like, Halloween 2, more of the night he came home? Just Halloween 2, more of the, his night of fucking failure. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'd be like, at least Jason, he wanted to kill just random people. He'd whack out 20 of them fuckers. There's just one that outsmarted. But then Michael Myers' whole game plan was to kill one person. He couldn't do that. Halloween 4, you couldn't even kill, like, that nine-year-old girl, <laughs> Daniel Harris. Oh, well, I'll throw you a better at age 12. He couldn't even take out LL Cool J. No, that's pretty bad when you can't take out a fucking security guard. Buster Unarmed. Rhymes beat him up. Buster Rhymes not only beat him up, but he beat him up with karate, which, like, it really takes some style and flair to be the unkillable killer with karate. Yeah, trick or treat, motherfucker. No, I could see if he was fighting Treach. Oh, but... yeah, you don't fuck with Treach. I don't care how deadly of a killer you are. Treach will fuck your ass up. Yes, he would have. Who would have known that the front man of Naughty by Nature would turn into one of our generation's uh, one of the best action heroes? I never... I'll, I'll be honest, like... You know, I'm pretty good at predicting shit. I never saw that coming at all. No, that's the master kung fu. Yeah. Let's talk about one last thing about Halloween too. Because <laughs> what do you think of the poster? Now, in the movie, it's really cool. The opening credits, like the pumpkin splits apart, rips apart. There's a skull inside. <laughs> the poster for Halloween two is a skeleton with a pumpkin for a hat. <laughs> yeah, what ain't got nothing to do with the movie. When was there ever a skeleton wearing a pumpkin for a hat in this movie? When was there ever, when was there ever a skeleton and or a pumpkin? <laughs> Never. Come to think of it, I didn't even see why wearing a hat. No. <laughs> no, not at all. That's, see, it's bad marketing. <laughs> it is bad marketing. But I don't know. I don't know. I just... I don't know why, like, obviously there's the financial returns on these type of movies, but, like, I don't know why, like, you can, like, well, actually, I do know why, because we saw Mustafa, God, 
Why you want to kill him? Why you want to burn him up? He making me money. He making me money. We keep bringing him back. Exactly. Let's let's take a second before we go here. Let's take a second. Mustafa Khan. A lot of people, they make excuses why they make movies, don't make movies, make failures, whatever. He only had one character, Michael Myers, and he fucking rode that shit into the ground. And he was going to make more. Mustafa Khan was, he did not, like, his son takes over the franchise now, but... He was a 75-year-old man visiting a, a foreign country where there was a war going on. His fucking hotel got blown up, and that's how he died. If, it, if that wouldn't happen, he'd still be making Halloween movies now. Oh, we'd be watching Halloween 19. Exactly. And he would have really... You know, now they're like... You know, what has it been? Like, what, six years since Halloween 2? Rob Zombie's Halloween 2? Yeah. They keep talking about doing a, a, another reboot, but yeah. I don't know. See, but Mustafa, he would, as he saw with Halloween 5, he just puts the movie into production. He don't wait for scripts. No. He got he a, just start filming shit. You got a mask. You got a camera. You're good. You make, you make, you'd be the master to found footage films. He would have found footage. He'd make a movie behind him. Like, when they're setting the cameras up, he'd be filming another movie with a smaller camera probably. He he see he'd be good with the special features. He never turned the camera off. We put this and sell it on the double disc. <laughs> Michael Myers, you see inside his dressing room. <laughs> go go into the go see what makes the man tick. Was Cot He would have like called up like the Home Shopping Network. And like got all like the leftover like knives that they couldn't sell on air. He oh would, fuck yeah! He he put that shit on like a blister card, like a GI Joe. You ain't kidding. <laughs> and he sold it as the Michael Myers knife. The Michael Myers collection. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be commemorative plates and shit. <laughs> See. Well, if Mustafa Kai was still alive, he could actually make a movie about a skeleton wearing a pumpkin as a hat. He could, yeah, he would have. That would have been like, he'd be selling alternate posters and everything. Yeah. He, But he'd have kept making them. That's the idea. Yeah. But my, Rob Zombie didn't kill the franchise. Mustafa Kai died and killed yeah. the franchise. Yeah. His carpenter owns no rights to this. No, yeah. I mean, the people who own the rights, it was the Weinsteins. I'm not sure exactly who owns it now, but I mean, they don't have that Akkad work ethic. You know what I mean? Oh, that Akkad work ethic. That just. Yeah. It's unparalleled. Canon didn't have Akkad work ethic. Yeah. And, like, you know, the ticket sales kind of kept, you know, part four did real well. The ticket sales. They kind of went a little bit down with five. They went a lot down on six. That was not stopping Mustafa. He was going to make more. He didn't care. Yeah, we'll just keep slashing the budget. <laughs> yeah, we sell half the tickets, no problem. I'll pay half as much for the movie. Yeah. That's how you go. All these independent filmmakers out there, that's how you go. If nobody's going to see your movie, just make it cheaper. Who cares? Just keep making it. He, he would have been dressed up in a mask. He would have been. It would've, that would have been fucking awesome. That would have been funny, old man. Walking up. Then again, he moved slow. Yeah. I mean, he, he never ran, not once, really. So. I can see Donald Pleasant's dead. All right, I'm going to shave my head. I'm going to take over the role. Yeah. So, I don't know. Thank you, everybody, for listening to it. We got more Halloween shows coming up in the coming with weeks. With me. With you, with everybody, coming weeks. We got more. 
we're we're hoping to, to to fit ten episodes into the month of October. It seemed impossible like a week ago, but at the rate we're going now, we got that Akkad work ethic. I think we, we got the Akkad work ethic for this. <laughs> we do. The people tell me stop doing the horror shows. They giving me downloads. <laughs> the horror fans love us. I'm horror fans do love start, us. I'm gonna just start catering to them. I mean, I love horror movies too. It's just like I just don't like to be obsessed with it and only watching all. Like you know, I like to you know I like to get a good comedy in there, some action. But oh yeah. But I mean, when it comes to producing episodes of the show, if that's all people are going to download, why not? <laughs> exactly. You know, I don't. I don't need to be upset. You know, I mean, fuck everybody else is obsessed with slashing movies from the eighties. Why can't we take over that market? Exactly. We just it could make, make us money on the patron page. It could. Maybe we finally get some patrons. We need more Mustafa Akkad work ethic on the Patreon page. <laughs> we gotta get creative. <laughs> maybe if we put a skeleton wearing a fucking pumpkin, it would increase our grossest. <laughs> it's only seven cents a day. Seven fans. cents a day, fans. Chip in. We 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 know you got the money because you're buying all these fucking. Killing DVDs that feature these guys in rubber masks slashing everybody up. Yeah, now for seven cents a day, you can hear us talk about them. Exactly. See, I like. I feel like in a way, you know, because we kind of loosely do a commentary format. Don't look at it as you're you're paying us seven cents a day to watch old movies. You're paying us seven cents a day to add added value to the DVDs and Blu-rays you already have. Oh, of course, without a doubt. I, mean, I think we're doing better. better. Yeah, we're doing better than red shirt pictures. Gosh, <laughs> that ain't no shit. Exactly. All right, everybody, thank you. We hope you got the Halloween spirit going. October Horathon will keep rolling on. Uh, take care, everybody. Thank you for downloading our show. Thank you for all the retweets. On a serious note, thank you for all the retweets. Thank you for all the Facebook shares. It, it helps get us more listeners. We like that, you know. Especially we we always go all out and do extra extra episodes for the month of October. So, you know, with you guys spreading the word about the show and all these you know October Horathon episodes. Hopefully, you know, when it comes down to our third Halloween, which will be next year, hopefully we'll have it even bigger. And, can pull out more surprises and shit you know so mm-hmm. thank you everybody take care have some sweet dreams about dana brooke and bailey i have about dana brooke <laughs> all right everybody thank you thank you movie, retro movie lovers stay spooky you're listening to the electronic media collective podcast network For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com.